in a shootout against Josh Allen. The Philadelphia Eagles, led by Jalen Hurts, get a thrilling overtime win, 37-34. to It's the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. Takeaways coming up next. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri. What an incredible game. 37-34, the final over the Buffalo Bills. The Eagles now 10-1, and nearing a berth into the playoffs in the NFC. And man, so many takeaways to get into. I think this could have been the game of the year, honestly, Gino. If you're asking any national NFL fan that wasn't a fan of the Eagles or Bills. This was a back-and-forth battle between two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Jalen Hurts, I thought that first half was one of the worst halves he's had since 2021. It looked like it. And then he comes alive, five total touchdowns, the game-winning rushing touchdown in overtime. This was an MVP-like statement from QB1, who just never wavers, and that's why this team always has an answer in the situation, no matter how good the other team is, how good the other quarterback is, and that's all because of number one. If you watched rival rivalry weekend for college football, that was some big time football, especially Alabama. If you saw how they won, Jalen Milrow on third and forever delivers a dime to the back of the end zone to upset or not to upset Auburn, but to beat Auburn. And to think that that wouldn't even be the biggest fourth quarter slash overtime performance from an Alabama quarterback on the weekend after seeing what Jalen Hurts did that first half, throw it away, watch the tape from the second half because that's Philadelphia Eagles football. Things went awry, Lou. This game felt so similar to so many games of the past, that Atlanta Falcons game where Dallas Goddard's walking to the locker room as they're warming up, and that was Lane Johnson having an aggravated groin injury earlier in the day, and he's testing out his groin, and then all of a sudden he's not in the game, and Jack Driscoll comes in, and right away it's evident that there's a problem on that right side, and then Zach Cunningham goes out, and everything seems to be going against them. They once again start the first half of a football game going over in terms of third down conversions, and then the second half was Philadelphia Eagles football in the elements when everything was going against them. Lane, Lane Johnson being how it's one of those things that you can never overcome and the Eagles finally, it's like that last thing that they had to really break through Lou, where it's like yeah. they, they had to get that last infinity stone. Like, can we win a game without maybe our co MVP on the offensive line in lane? And they somehow found a way, they lost the turnover it. battle, but in the fourth quarter, when it mattered, Josh Allen, hats off to him, played a freaking flawless game. They had him – he had this Eagles team beat late in that game. I mean, Gabe Davis just runs a little bit off of his route, and it takes a little bit of luck. But when your quarterback is as flawless as he is in games where he is trailing, Lou add another one on the back. 10-plus point comeback. Double-digit comeback. Dude, Jaylen he's Hurts unbelievable. Statistically the best quarterback in the league in these situations, and – 
it's so incredible. He's not leading these comebacks against just the Washington Commanders or the Los Angeles Rams. He's doing it against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. The fact that they're, what, 4-0 now in this gauntlet stretch against the Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, and every single week it's the same situation where they are trailing, they are turning the ball over, things are not flawless in the first half. So many situations where other teams, like, it would come off the rails but Jalen Hurts always finds a way to keep it on the tracks. And this time, sometimes it's because of the defense not playing well. He's not getting protection. Mm-hmm. There's drops. Today, a lot of it was on him. Like, we'll get into Brian Johnson. I thought the play calling was very up and down as it normally is. But Jalen in the first half, he looked like 2021 Jalen. He wasn't seeing the field well. He was bailing on pockets early. Just didn't feel like he had confidence because I think a lot of that was he didn't have a lot of faith in Jack Driscoll at right tackle. I think he felt rushed because he did not have the other most valuable player of this team on the field in Lane Johnson, but he settled in in the second half. They relied on DeAndre Swift more, and Hurts made some, not just the run, some incredible throws. I mean, you look at that touchdown to Devontae Smith in the end zone. He was dealing, and the fact that he was able to outduel this version of Josh Allen, who, like you said, was nearly flawless, absolutely incredible. There wasn't really a lead MVP candidate, in my opinion, in the NFL before this game. Right now, I don't know how you justify anybody being the MVP that's not named Jalen Hurts. I don't know. That's that's the way I see it. Those Heisman moments, man, like they write themselves. Like that moment where you look back and it's like, where was it for Jalen Hurts this season? That walk-off win, which, by the way, Sean McDermott going in gauge eight, like basic Madden 101 on third and four when you've done a pretty good job containing Jalen Hurts all day is crazy, but Jalen Hurts answered when it mattered and you have to give so much credit to the guys around that offense, Lou, because it wasn't just him. I mean, Devontae Smith puts up a fantastic performance. He finally gets that 100-yard outing. DeAndre yep. Swift, they weren't giving him the ball in the first half. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's really good at running the football, and we're going to do that. And whoever, one of the everydayers, I literally will love you forever if you can do this. Make the meme of Scooby-Doo when they pull the mask off of the villain and put Brian Johnson underneath that because the guy in the first half that called the plays as opposed to the guy in the second, That's it's the not thing, the man. same person. You There's make, no way. You can make the meme for Jalen Hurts, but way more Brian Johnson. I mean, that first half was, I almost wanted to call for his job. It was that abysmal. He's throwing mm-hmm. surrender screens to Julio Jones on third and long, and he's using Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell far more than he's using DeAndre Swift. Quarterback draw for quarterback draw when it's not working. The RPO game wasn't really working because they had not established the run. And then, yeah, man, in the second half, just incredible play calling. I think a lot of it, though, was he settled down and he started to just rely on this offensive line and DeAndre Swift, right? I think the first half still was way too pass heavy. And I think, again, in the second half, he just kept it simple. And that's when it started to work with the RPO game. The quarterback draws, they finally did work because I think he wasn't forcing it as much. But that was a Jekyll and Hyde type of performance from the quarterback and the play caller as I've ever seen. Ever. I mean, how how do you go from, I mean, pristine, like 2017 Philadelphia Eagles, Monday Night Football Chip Kelly performances where it's like, you rem- will remember that second half. I'll remember that second half forever. That was unbelievable. I mean, Jalen Hurts rolling to his left with Alameda Zacchaeus making one of the best plays on the football. Every young wide receiver, if you're wa- if you watch what that catch. game, how to track a ball, how to play a 50-50 ball, Alameda Zacchaeus, we were talking too, about. Man. 
I mean, a- across it. Yeah, there was Jalen Milrow. That's exactly what Jalen Milrow did last night. Put it right over a Bills defender who's all over OZ. And OZ hit, Gina, we've been saying it all the time, that third target with Dallas Goddard out. He just needs to hit those few three-pointers in the corner when you ask him to, right? And OZ made the one play yep. Jalen needed him to come through. And again, that throw, the Devontae Smith pass, just, an inc- I can't believe, again, if you would have said Josh Allen had 339 yards and two touchdowns through the air, 81 yards on the ground and two other touchdowns rushing, and they put up 34 points, and then you show what happened in the first half to Jalen Hurts, and you would tell me they won this game? I might believe you because of the 2023 Eagles is who they are, but they had no business winning, but they always find a way, and it's getting maybe repetitive to say, but they really just always have an answer. You said to me before we got on the airwaves, host of Locked on Sabres, if you're a Sabres fan, go listen to it. Lou's brother, yeah. Joe, yeah, said that. Watching the game with me today, I'm surprised you didn't want to destroy me. but I watched it with a Bill. I kept Bills the trash talking today, to, so a, to a limited amount, for sure. But he said that the Eagles and Bills have both been in these games over the last X amount yeah. of years with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And specifically he was talking about. Yes. And he's like, you guys always win these games and we lose them, referencing the Buffalo Bills. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know who's got a horseshoe stuck where i mean i don't know who kissed the the football gods to get this good of karma but like you said everything is going to i mean josh allen is playing flawless they can't stop him on third and long he looks like the mvp version of jalen hurts that we had been saying that we have been seeing all season long and on the football field you're saying yeah in a game when your quarterback should go toe-to-toe with the other guy the other guy looked a lot better But then when they had to hunker down and that second half came around and the offense had to do what they had to do, Lou, the defense didn't show up. The the defensive line could not get home to Josh Allen. They started running the football exceptionally well. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, your offense settles in and does what we knew they could do. They put up 37 points without Lane Johnson and Dallas Goddard. We talked about last week being impressive, Lou. When you look back, how impressive is this victory as it's, opposed to last week? I mean, it's two different ball games, but this yeah. one, it's like you just kept getting punched and knocked impressive. down. And you, you, this one's that was a little rocky game. Your eyes aren't even cut open after this one. It's like, Adrian, yeah. it's like, dude, we can't even walk out of the stadium alive because we put it all on the table. That's really what happened tonight against Buffalo. It's one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. And the second half alone, you could throw the first half out just quarters three through overtime that's some of the best Philadelphia Eagles football I've seen and the most impressive like you said considering the situation with the injuries the way Josh Allen's playing the weather it's pouring rain Mm -hmm. it's not an easy environment and the Eagles found a way to get the job done 37 to 34 the final score and overtime win the Eagles now 10 and 1 just one win away from clinching the playoffs more takeaways coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for small businesses, you want to have many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They have the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have the many quality candidates that they provide. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. 
Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. And guys, today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we are also sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. This time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on the postgame show right here on LockedOn. Eagles 37-34 is the final. The Eagles get an overtime win over the Buffalo Bills. Just a back-and-forth battle. Honestly, I had so much fun with this game that even if they lost, I was just going to say, GG. I mean, just two it's King Kong versus Godzilla. It's two of the best quarterbacks in the game. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, both catching fire in the second half, just exchanging punches. This really was Rocky 1, Rocky 2, where Apollo and Rocky just, again, just punching the crap out of each other. And finally, they both fall down. Jalen Hurts, the last one, though, to get up. And um, I think when you look at it, Gino, again, he made the MVP case, but it wasn't just him. I think Brian Johnson bounced back and... Two players specifically I want to highlight on offense that you've already mentioned, DeAndre Swift and Devontae Smith, were they were the two guys that stepped up in the clutch against the Chiefs last week, and they mm-hmm. did it again today. Seven catches for Devontae, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Some super tough catches in the second half. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 80 yards, average 5.7 yards on the ground, and he wasn't really involved in the first half. But they finally went back to him, and that was the difference, I think, in what turned around the play calling and just the overall offense. In the first half, Lou, it was so odd, especially in the beginning of the game when you come into a situation without Lane Johnson and and you're thinking Buffalo, who has hit the quarterback an exorbitant amount of times this season, we're going to get the football out quick and we're going to run the ball. What do they do on the first drive of the game? They throw the ball three times. I didn't know what the game plan was coming out into that stretch. And I don't think the game plan really settled in until the second half because Lou, when they leaned on their run game, when they were so good late in the last couple seasons where they're able to churn out those games where they weren't able to do it today, Buffalo kind of did it to them late in that fourth quarter where they can just run it down, get a good mix of balanced offensive play calls where you're calling runs, you're calling motion, you're calling play action. When Brian Johnson does that, He's he's pretty good. He's a pretty good play caller. And the second half goes to show I'm with you in that first half. You're saying, why are we doing the same thing we did last time? Jalen hurts. He's got a bum knee. We're trying to run this guy out again, but as stubborn as he is, man, somebody who is stubborn, I, I got to appreciate it. He wins the game calling a, a Jalen Hurts, like put the ball in your best guys. Who do you want taking the last shot? Like, do you want LeBron or do you want, I mean, yeah. Ilgowskis to take it like I'll I'll give it to LeBron James right and yeah at least he didn't hand the ball off to Kenneth Gainwell right if he's going to do something over and over again I'd at least like it to be as you mentioned giving the football to their best player yeah I'm 100% and 
it wasn't pretty and and hats off to all those guys. I mean, even late in that game when Jason Kelsey takes two weird false starts, which is for a veteran and a first ballot Hall of Famer. It almost cost him the game. It made it a 59-yard attempt. Oh, how have we not mentioned it? Jake Elliott, build him a statue today. Please, please. The greatest kicker in the history of the organization. No disrespect Over to David, David Akers. Akers. I agree. No, I'm with you. I think Jake Elliott, I mean, the amount of clutch kicks that you think a lot of other players would miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the rain, it's windy, by the way, too. He bangs a 59-yarder with the game on the line. And, you know, kicker might have been the difference, too, because Tyler Bass for the Buffalo Bills missed multiple mm-hmm. kicks. Multiple kicks that kept points off the board, and it was a three-point game. Bass missed two field goals today, and Jake Elliott hit the one that they needed to. Well, Lou, Tyler Bass missed one field goal, and defensive rookie of the year, and now maybe the best special teams play we've seen all season, Jalen Carter blocked blocked a field goal. How unbelievable was that play? They just got big plays in big-time situations when it mattered. Was it pretty? Absolutely not. Dude. The bills went up and down the field at times on you with guys like when they went three straight runs of 10 plus yards and it yeah. wasn't just James Cook. It was Latavius Murray and mm-hmm. like the other backs that aren't as good as James Cook. You're thinking, man, this is odd. But then you take a step back. You're like, oh, Zach Cunningham came out of this game and Jordan Davis and <laughs> Jalen Carter really are the only two guys right now with Milton Williams out and Fletcher Cox or, and they didn't have that deep rotation. And the adversity was there, but they overcame it, and it was the next man up. Every Even to the point where Christian Ellis makes a pretty yeah. big play at the end of the game when he looked abysmal after Marlon filling in for that com- is making yeah. plays. I mean, Jordan Davis freaking sold out, game yeah. on the line, puts his body on the line, dives for Josh Allen to keep it to third and seven, arguably the biggest play of the game. I tweeted out that Jordan Davis worked for a living today, which is quoting as Iron Man and the Avengers. Yeah. So our yep. Marvel nerds will understand that quote, but – yeah, Fletcher Cox goes down, and Jordan Davis had to work today. And he oh, yeah. was instrumental against the run. And that chase down of Josh Allen, I mean, this guy is 350 pounds, right? He's 6'6", and he's chasing down one of the most mobile quarterbacks in NFL history to force a 3-7, and seven, which was huge, Gino. Again, that kept the Bills back behind the sticks. And, yeah, I mean, just everybody made a play. DeAndre Swift, Devontae Smith, OZ made a touchdown catch when his number was called. Even Jack Stahl, he only had one catch for 14 yards, but Gino had set up one of the touchdowns to get the Eagles back in the football game, and he ran a guy over. Boston Scott made some plays. Kenny G in the first half had a nice 20-yarder. It's just it took everybody. It really took a village to take down Josh Allen. I mean, even in the secondary, too, when James Bradbury, he he had some up-and-down moments this game, but then he had maybe his two biggest plays as an eagle this season with the interception where that's not even a bad throw from Josh. He puts it right on the numbers, and James Bradbury jumps it, takes the ball right out of his hand, and then he doubles up with what Bradley Roby did last week with that peanut punch. Text textbook punch through the hands as a cornerback to break up the Doesn't ball. Doesn't even touch his body too, right? Because he could have technically been yeah, down. He right? swished he it. Him he first. literally swished the yeah, fumble. He only hit the ball, which was... Or and the then incompletion, rather. Bradbury did allow... Uh, it was definitely an up-and-down game for him. He allowed the touchdown from Gabe Davis. No, to put that, back dude, up. that was Christian Ellis. He didn't even pick his hat. He, sure. he has, like, inside leverage on him. He, he should have picked his hat up, but... Christian yeah, Ellis had provided thing. no inside support for yeah. this team. But I will say, yeah, Bradbury made a couple big plays. And then you have Darius Slay, who's shadowing Stephon Diggs the entire game. And Diggs only had six, I mean, six catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. But it reminds me kind of of the Travis Kelsey performance last week. It's sure, Kelsey got his, right? He had seven catches, he had a touchdown. But if you were to tell me that Kelsey and Diggs in back to back weeks had 
under 80 yards receiving, I would take that every time. They did a good job, I think, in not allowing Diggs to be the guy that won the game for them. One thing they did a very bad job of, though, Lou, was allowing Josh Allen to be Josh Allen in this game. And I don't know what the game plan was trying to contain him. They, I would like to see how many times they actually tried to spy him. I think Hassan Reddick was trying to towards the end of the game there. The first half, it felt it like didn't they work. had, in the first quarter, they were trying a little bit, and they got away from it. Because when they when they couldn't get that initial rush, when they couldn't get him down in that first sack, and Allen escaped, yeah, it didn't feel like anybody was really watching him, which is crazy to me. Once contained broke down, it, it was game over for them. Oh, and, yeah. And that, that's something you got to watch going forward. I mean, it, it definitely is a liability. Good thing is you're not playing unbelievable Superman type of yeah, guys play that Josh play Allen's that flaw of a game like they Josh Allen. They kind of got their own uh, treatment of their own medicine, right, with uh, how many other teams have to deal with this playing Jalen Hurts. The Eagles saw that against Josh Allen. You're not mm-hmm. going to play number 17 a whole lot this year. No, not at all. And I'll say one thing, like, Good thing they're six and six. I mean, I don't want to see them in a rematch. If you're talking about quarterback play, who who in the AFC right now? It's Pat. It's him. It's Lamar. I mean, Joe goes down. Do you want to see an up and down Trevor Lord? I think he's one of the top two options. I don't want to play if he makes it through an AFC gauntlet. That's for sure. But at the same time, Lou, it doesn't matter if you have Jalen Hurts on the other side of the ball and he is in my opinion, the clear-cut MVP after this game. I think that that was an MVP performance in the second half by every stretch of the imagination. Final takeaways coming up next, 37-34, the final. The Philadelphia Eagles 10-1 now after an overtime win over the Buffalo Bills. Today's episode of LOE, another postcast where we're talking about a dub, is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. If you want to get some wins yourself, make sure you go to Prize Picks to compete in the biggest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. All you have to do, you pick two to six players. It doesn't even have to be the same sport. We're talking about NBA with LeBron James. Heck, you could put LeBron James and Jalen Hurts in your same entry. All you have to do, two to six players. Say, are they going to have more or less than their prize picks projections? You can also play alongside rapper Meek Mill. I mean, he was the heartbeat of Philadelphia. Who doesn't want to do that? Comedian Andrew Schultz as well. And there's only one place to do it. And where we do it here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast, it is at prize picks. So go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure you go and tell them where you came from. That is from lockdown NFL. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL. You put in 100, they'll give you 100. We thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode of Lockdown Eagles. 37 34, the final. The Philadelphia Eagles get an overtime win over the Buffalo Bills to improve to 10 and 1 on the season. Another double digit comeback win for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, let me just read off these numbers. In the first half, Gino, he was 4 of 11 for just 33 yards passing, 7 carries for 22 rushing yards, a touchdown, but also two turnovers. In the second half, he goes 14 of 20 for 167 yards, seven carries for 43 yards, and four touchdowns, zero turnovers. That, to me, is an MVP performance. They have now – I just – I can't believe that they have this answer over and over again. And the fact that, you know, in April we look at the schedule and that we're saying, okay, if they go, you know, three and two or, you know, four and three in this stretch, this gauntlet that we keep calling it, we would take it. The fact that they have beaten the Miami Dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, all in close matchups, it's it's unbelievable. 
I kept saying, all of these teams have to look at their schedule and say, we are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. As much of it is it that is uh, excuse me as much of it as it is to say that it's a gauntlet very good teams respect to them in their own right but i think we are still underappreciating what the philadelphia eagles did without lane johnson something that quite literally they win one third and lose two thirds of the games that he has not started in you also are missing Dallas Goddard, you lose Zach Cunningham in-game, who's arguably your best linebacker. Fletcher Cox, where Milton Williams was already out of this game, goes down, and everything goes wrong. You lose the turnover differential. Buffalo had an astronomical record of winning games when they win the turnover differential. But in the second half, they went out there and said it's 0-0. We have to just go and try and win a shootout. I keep going back to how have the Eagles won football games, Lou? We've been wanting to see, can Jalen compete in these shootouts with MVP-type quarterbacks similar to himself? Dude, when he gets bloodied and beat down, he will stand up and say, you know what? Yeah, Hit me all you want. I'm not getting knocked out. I'm not getting knocked out. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be the guy that carries a football team ever since his high school days. Alabama, he went through stretches of great teams. In Philadelphia, he's gone through stretches of playing great teams. And that second half was so beautiful. It was so beautiful because the first half was so ugly. It made you appreciate how great this Eagles team can be. The last play where Jason Kelsey absolutely eviscerates an oncoming blocker while pulling to allow Jalen Hurts to go into the end zone. It's true poetry in motion, and that's what it felt like in that second half. When football is at its best, it looks like an orchestra and a symphony just playing in unison, and we know that the Eagles can do that, Lou. And tonight, that offense in the second half, throw away the first half. We will never discuss that again. Actually, we will talk about it five days a week here. Our everydayers know that. But that second half tape mixed with what he did against Kansas City, Lou, you want to argue against him being the MVP? Like, what more can you say on the opposition of it? Yeah. You can't kill the 2023 Eagles. You just, you can't. And it's because you can't take down their quarterback. It's, it really is that South Park meme, right? Where it's, I didn't hear no bell. I mean, that's yep. literally mm-hmm. this football team. And it's all because of number one. But again, just so many guys made plays. I can't stress enough how good Devontae Smith looked today and DeAndre Swift. Even we didn't mention Brandon Graham. He breaks the record, right? For most games ever played for a Philadelphia Eagle. And Tip on that cap. day, a mass, a massive sack in the second half on Josh Allen, the only sack of the day. Like he came up in a big spot. It really took everybody to take this football team down. A good football team in the Buffalo Bills, who are, in my opinion, better than their record shows. And it, you know, watching that game, it is so much fun when you have a quarterback that can win that kind of fight, right? Where it's two of the best in the league. It's a shootout back and forth. I mean, the amount of points that each team scored in the second half. It, it was a, it turned into a shootout, the shootout that we thought it could be in our preview shows. And the fact that you came out on top of that, it makes the win very stressful, but all that much more enjoyable. Because we've come out on the other end of it, man. Like, we've seen that game so many times. Yeah, there's been years like, where you lost that game every time. This 100%. year, you've, you've literally won it every single time except for one against the Jets. Yeah, like late in games against Tennessee, you're like, oh, we can't allow Josh Allen to pick up a big third down conversion mm-hmm. can't allow Marcus Mariota to throw this team back on fourth down and it happens and you lose that game in overtime and the Eagles have just found a successful recipe to win even when they don't have what happens if J- 
like Lane Johnson is on the field? What happens if Dallas Goddard is on the field? What happens if they are 100% healthy? Because they're not. We thought the bye week was going to get them there. It did for a little bit. And then they just kind of fell right back down the well and they shot themselves in the foot in the second half. I think they're just special. We're witnessing a historic team that we will be talking about for, I think, the rest of our lives. We'll look back at the Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni era and we'll be like, that was, we knew it at the time and it was true. I think this team Mm -hmm. is, it just, it feels like their year. If I'm being honest, like I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but it just feels like their year. They, I'm not going to jinx you, but they have an answer for everything. And again, like you said, they didn't have two of their best players on offense and the other team has an MVP quarterback that puts up those kind of numbers and you win. I mean, just unbelievable. It doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier. They play the San Francisco 49ers coming up next week. The Dallas Cowboys come soon, the Seattle Seahawks. So it's only going to get tougher, but the Eagles are nearing clinching the playoffs and a stranglehold on that one seed in the NFC. Gino and I will continue to recap this game tomorrow, though. Stock up, stock down. Coming your way right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Lockdown Eagles. And we thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. 37-34, the final score. The Eagles take it over the Buffalo Bills. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.